Hello! Welcome to Live by Moonlight, where it's not a phase to whittle your boyfriend a new finger. Aw, how sweet of you. Mm, that's romance. <laughs> this week, we are talking about Our Flag Means Death, Season 1, Episode 6, The Art of Fuckery. Ooh! Ooh. New favorite term. <laughs> <laughs> this week, to uh, kind of take us into what the episode is about, I'm wearing ghost earrings Ooh. because something spooky occurs. Ooh, I like what you did there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I think it's Ed that introduces Steed to the term fuckery. Yes. And Steed is like, all right, I want to give this a shot. <laughs> so he goes full theater kid and uh, gathers the crew and tries to get them to put on this whole little, essentially like a haunted house <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on the revenge for passing a passing ship um, that is looking to raid them. And in the process, we learn um, some more deeply, deeply disturbing secrets about Ed. Um, and we also learn a little bit more about how much Izzy uh, fucking hates Steed. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. it was a good episode. Caitlin, uh, what hooked you in this episode? <laughs> the sword scene. <laughs> sword scene. <laughs> it's a good scene. Uh, well, like, also I do want to like give attention to the montage at the beginning mm-hmm. because it's just so sweet and warm and fun. I wasn't fluffy, but like, it doesn't make sense. But it's a fluffy scene. No, just like of everyone on the revenge, just like eating together. Uh, when we were watching it, you go, "Ugh, Renaissance painting." Which yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, I once again, I just love that the crew like all eats and shares meals together. Like, I think that's really sweet. And then just Ed and Steve just like spending the day together. Like, yeah, they're with the crew, but they're only in their like their own little bubble. Right. Like, um, when they're eating, like Ed's back is turned. Yeah. To the crew and yeah. Like, he and Cedar talking, they're in their own vibe. It's yeah. So adorable. In and their then, own little world. You know, they've been like drinking all day, and like they, at the end of the day, like I just love the idea that like uh, everything's just a bit looser now, and now it's just them, right? And uh, they're practicing sword fighting, and then just everything about that scene is good. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I love it. Um, my one of my favorite bits is when Ed slaps Steed on the ass with the sword. And um, Steed doesn't take that for what it is, which is clearly flirting and uh-huh. clearly like a hint uh-huh. to him because he uses that move against Izzy in, his, in their duel at the end of the episode where he's just like, oh, this is a really good trick that Ed taught me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I thought that was good. And just it's just it's good. I, I can't I can't uh, I can't put it into words. It's just it's funny, but it's wonderful. Everyone knows the actual intentions of it. Um, and then this, the stress, again, I love it when Izzy's stressed out, which is all the time. Yeah. Um, the stress of Izzy thinking uh, that they're just straight up having sex uh, right on deck. Yeah. And his, uh, his like, anxiety over that. Yeah. Anxiety and anguish oh my God. is so funny. Yeah. So uh, that scene for sure. For yeah. Sure. I think, I guess, retweet everything you said. Mm-hmm. But where I kind of got interested is when uh, Buttons bites Lucius's <laughs> finger off. Um, because I forget with this episode, there's this whole B-plot of Lucius just absolutely um, almost dying. Yeah. <laughs> because he's losing blood so fast and he has an infection from not having a finger. Um, so that really got me. Um, I want to particularly call out uh, Buttons' quote to Lucius. Sorry, laddie, you triggered my flight or bite response. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, but that's so funny. It is so good. Like, the inclination that <laughs> Buttons has towards eating other people. Yeah. Like, 
as a stress response, but also just because why not is really so just, funny to me. Like pun intended feeds into the cannibalism <laughs> that he has going on there. It's so good. And the summer teeth. Yeah, this having summer teeth. Yeah, like that's hilarious. I don't know why that's so funny, but it is probably because it's so stupid. Yeah, big fan of that. Uh, did you have any favorite part of episode six? I think my favorite scene was the bathtub scene. Um, of course, between Ed and Steed, you know, throughout the episode, you know, Ed is finally, is finally like pushed into like, listen, you got to end this man's life. Right. Right. We're done here. And so he, he needs to do that. But like, you just know throughout the episode, like he's not going to be able to do it. Yeah. Like it's, they've just spent so much time together now. Like, like it's just, it's not going to happen. And then just the, the revelation that Ed is the one who killed his father and not like the Kraken like he said. Yeah. Um at the beginning and the, how he thinks of himself as the Kraken of like this monster who killed his father no matter how shitty of a father it was. Mm-hmm. He was like it still is clearly super traumatizing for him. Right. And just the fact that it was such like a vulnerable scene and I feel like it I, it was really nice to see that between Ed and Steed of like Steed still accepting mm. ed for that and just being like hearing like this something that ed probably has never shared with anybody right. in his life before and for steve to still like look at him and be like i'm your friend and right. we're gonna get through this together and it's right. gonna be okay and just like the hand on the shoulder and then the little head tail it was just like it's so sweet mm-hmm. and wonderful and also like ed is just like wrapped up in steve's bathrobe right and it's just i don't know it's just so tender and mm-hmm. it's lovely and i love it so much and it makes me cry mm-hmm. big feelings about <laughs> big feelings. that scene yeah yeah i like that it's not really what you would expect like i think mm-hmm. going into the show on the first watch my thought process was okay like steed seems a little ignorant about the whole pirate game it seems like ed's kind of going to be guiding him through this and like yeah. steed's going to look oftentimes like kind of the person that's um not necessarily leading things. Yeah. But it's so obvious, at least from these last two episodes, that over and over again, we are seeing the cracks in, like, the Blackbeard facade. Mm-hmm. And Steed consistently is the person that grounds him. Yeah. So that's kind of exciting. It's nice. Like, especially today, I agree that this is, like, a really vulnerable scene. It was really interesting to see Ed's character kind of become less for us, the audience and the crew, mm-hmm. of somebody who's, like, mysterious and intimidating and all of that um, and slowly kind of zoom in and, and as we look closer we see that he's actually just like a very like broken vulnerable person yeah. who probably has never experienced um, unconditional love before outside of from his own mother so yeah. uh, that's thrilling <laughs> <laughs> if that's the case wow <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> So, um, Caitlin, in this episode, were there any immediate standout characters for you? Yeah. So my favorite character in this episode is not a person. Mm-hmm. It is an article of clothing. And that is Steve's cravat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's why. So one of my favorite details of this show is that Ed and Steed switch clothes in episode four. Yeah. And one of the clothing that steed gives ed is this black cravat uh-huh. and ed has that except for when they um go on to like the uh fancy boat uh he's not wearing it but right ed never essentially takes that cravat off and he just basically adopts it as his own mm-hmm. i want that missing scene i want to know if he's just like hey can i keep this or if he, if he just like straight up just didn't give it back <laughs> 
Um, but in this episode, so he's obviously wearing it in the very beginning of the episode. But once um, he is told basically that he has to kill Steed, mm-hmm. the cravat comes off and he's right. not wearing it. Right. And which I think is just like such a good detail of like him being like, okay, I can't like, I feel like the cravat is just like Steed's hold on him. Yeah. Like in like, like for him, it's um, his influence on Steed and like opening up more and like letting himself be Edward. Yeah. So when he has to kill Steed, it comes off because he has to like go back into that Blackbeard persona and have Steed be his enemy and not the person that he loves. Mm -hmm. So it comes off and it's not worn at all again until like after the bathtub scene right um we see that uh, ed has it on again mm-hmm. um which i think was such a cool detail mm-hmm. to show it's just like okay he's like he's back to being with steed and everything's all good and there's that black cravat to forever be around his neck <laughs> to steed i oh, i love it so much i love it I think it's such a good detail. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that David Jenkins confirmed that that was, in fact, Steve's cravat. Yeah. Um, and I'm normal about clothing. <laughs> Who isn't? <laughs> I like that, in a way, um, the cravat kind of symbolizes this mark of dedication for Ed to Steed, yeah. kind of like a wedding ring. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why I look forward to the potential of the red silk maybe becoming that for Steed in season two. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like at the end of that season, we don't really see Steed dedicating himself to Ed in that way that Ed has yeah. yet. But that doesn't... <laughs> The mic is still wet from where I looked at earlier. That's why we don't like our mics. Mm. Tastes like emotional trauma. Trauma. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that. I think that's a really, really, really good standout character yeah. in this episode. That's a good one. Um, in a way, mine is the same. I didn't have like a single person that was my standout character, um, rather like a group of people. I think this was a great episode for just the whole group their revenge yes. um, because it kind of highlighted something wonderful about each of them including Fang yes. um, I think that just do- the doggy heaven yep. bits are so, <laughs> so funny good. to me like we go to different heavens yeah like I'm sorry that's hilarious <laughs> so but also like we John as the cat like we John in the cat costume I'm sorry but I'm the black cat of death that's something that's one of those lines that sticks with me all the time yeah. like it's so funny to me just the meowing that he does <laughs> yes the meowing and running around and panting um like Frenchie dressed in like a cloak and green witch's paint um and then uh Pete just being like very very sweet on like surprisingly so yeah. I think if you're first watching his character and thinking oh he's just kind of this coarse like poser dude who's like mm-hmm. kind of cocky but actually has the soft spot for Lucius see that's what I love about this show is it takes like like kind of like stereotypes and tropes that you think that will do like we've talked about like yeah. this is the tough guy and yeah. this is the quirky girl and like where in the beginning like you think like oh Blackfeet's like the this macho man yeah like really like he's pretending to be that but he also is so so soft yes and I love him yes I also want to give an honorable mention to Steed because mm-hmm. Reese acts in this episode with such sing-songy theater kid Eric Idle energy yeah. that really like captivates me. I don't know. It's like he put the turtleneck on and he became, he became a our kid. high school theater director. <laughs> yeah. um, so very proud of, of that mm-hmm. transformation. It was very, very funny. It was good. Um, but yeah, I, I, I definitely like episodes where it's like there's maybe there's like some heavier bits 
but most of it is it, most of it is filler not in a bad way though yeah. um more in like a, okay this is an opportunity to showcase some fun things that are happening and like it gives an opportunity to see what the crew is really like in specific and yeah. like random situations i really enjoyed that i also like they didn't undercut any serious moments with a joke i agree like with the whole bathtub scene i feel like it could have could have easily gone that Mm-hmm. I mean, there was like a little joke in there, but it went along with the scene when yeah. Steed is asking if killing him is still on the cards, right? And uh, how he would love it if, if it, like, it wasn't. Like that was kind of funny, but it was still in like the sense that's like, like, oh, cool, you're not gonna kill me, right? You're gonna be okay, right, right, <laughs> like, right. I am your friend, and it's just, it was still like, it's taken seriously, is yeah. What it is, and I, I appreciate that. So I will say also on that note that I actually think the show um, is very tasteful and mm-hmm. like intentional when it comes to the serious scenes and I noticed that today when um, we watched the flashback that Ed is having of his mother and father and his father hits his mother mm-hmm. but you don't see her you don't see uh, his father right. hit his mother you just see the shadow on the wall right um, and I really appreciate that as, because I think it's we've become way too accustomed to seeing relationship abuse like physical relationship abuse as entertainment yeah. in television yeah. so I enjoy that they did it that way yeah, um, because it's like at some point I'm like if I have to watch another woman get hit by her dumbass husband yeah then I'll we die. Don't, we don't need to see it. We're about to gone girl someone, you know? Yeah. So I really enjoyed that. Yeah. What were your favorite quotes in this episode? It had a lot of bangers. Uh, lots of bangers. Uh, one of mine that I feel is almost underappreciated is <laughs> from Steve when he goes, Muse, why have you forsaken me? <laughs> Such meme energy, yeah. It's so funny and like so like... Like, he's such a theater kid in that moment. He's so dramatic. Really the turtleneck really puts it together. His the hair slicked back. so funny. Yeah. Um, the doggy heaven joke that yeah. we go to different heavens was so funny as he's sobbing into Ivan's uh, arms. Yeah. I really liked when uh, uh, Pete gives Lucius the wooden finger and uh, he said that he's he whittles. Yeah. And Lucius is like, oh, I didn't know that you whittled. And he goes, there's a lot you don't know, know about me. me. Yeah. Actually, that's sort of it. <laughs> like, like, he tries to be all suave. Like, like I'm mysterious. Yeah. No, I'm not. Just kidding. No. <laughs> I just think it's so funny. Just yeah. the immediate transparency of like, nah, that's all I got, yes. actually. Yes. Just the whittling. Yeah. So I thought that was really cute. I also like uh, when Izzy tells Steve that Ed adores him because Steve just kind of goes, hmm? Yeah, like, who, me? This guy? And then that's what, like, really drives him to be like, all right, we're going to make this fuckery really cool Mm -hmm, (laughs) and do that. So I just, I feel like that was, like, the first acknowledgement of Steve being like, wait, wait, he likes me? (laughs) Like, not even in the sense of, like, like love per se, but. He needs me, he needs me, he needs me, he needs me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm obsessed with that line. Yeah. I must agree. One more. Uh, When Pete says to Lucius, "I'm, I'm used to death, but. Not your death. Yeah. Because that's uh, saying I love you without mm-hmm. saying I mm-hmm. love you. Uh, when he starts that conversation with, oh, I thought I was going to lose you there. I was like, wow. Like, wow. Aw. He cares so much. And that's what I love about Pete and Lucius is that, like, in the very beginning, like, it's not, like, hinted at at all. Yeah. Until Unlikely. Yeah. Yeah. Episode five when they're literally having sex in public. But it's like, good for them. What a way to introduce them. Yeah. And I just, and, like, from then on out, like, the, like, the pet names that they use with each other like Pete is always calling Lucius like love and in this episode he calls him baby and it's just so cute mm-hmm. and soft and I love that about them and mm-hmm. just like their whole kiss was so sweet for me um I again I think a lot of notable buttons quotes in oh, this one so in addition to a flight or bite response I had I yearn to make sweet love to the sea <laughs> yeah, yeah. which yeah like who doesn't <laughs> great point 
And then um, when Swede is just like so excited to sing and he says to he says to Steed, and I am going to sing like with just like <laughs> he's so proud all of this wholesomeness in him when Steed and Ed are hiding behind the curtain and Swede starts singing and Ed goes, is, is that Swede? And, <laughs> and Steed goes, yeah, that's our little Nordic angel. I love it. It's our little Nordic angel. And then finally, uh, another honorable mention for um, – Fred Armisen at the very end when he's talking to Spanish Jackie and he goes, hey, so uh, I was thinking, uh, should we serve food <laughs> at the restaurant? Which, I don't know, again, like his delivery is so funny because it sounds, everything he says almost sounds ironic, but it's not. He just has this genuine wholesomeness that he, he delivers his lines with, which I find hilarious. I really like uh, Spanish Jackie's response to that of how like, she's just like, you think Jackie don't have enough overhead as it is? <laughs> genuinely was considering like not considering it but she thought about this she's like no yeah. it's a stupid idea whenever they use like corporate or like business lingo in like a show that's like <laughs> yeah. takes place not in a place where you think yeah. they would do that it always makes me laugh it doesn't yeah. matter like if they said that in the office i wouldn't be think it was funny be like, because yeah. they're in an office but if they say that in this show i'm like oh my god that's hilarious you go for good yeah that's great again the the anachronism yeah the show are so funny so funny so caitlin yeah how did the ending treat you that's pretty great. It's pretty great. Um, I really enjoy uh, the whole scene of Izzy and Steed's sword fight mm. because I wholeheartedly believe, and I think I talked about this when we first had our little unhinged review of the whole season. Right. But uh, I believe that this was a whole fuckery of Steed's own. Like he, mm-hmm. the way, like he grabs the sword and he kind of sizes it up, mm. and he's the one who like directs himself like mm-hmm. towards the the mast. Mm-hmm. And um, having the knowledge of uh, where to be stabbed from Ed that he learned in the beginning, like, I think he immediately was just like, okay, I know how I can win this. Mm-hmm. And, like, he had – I think he had full control of that situation yeah. no matter what. And that's why I love, like, when he does get stabbed, um, he's immediately like, yeah, this mask is made of the finest cherry wood mm-hmm. in Brazil. Mm-hmm. And so he's just like, yeah, like, he was ready. Yeah. Like, he was ready to be like – gotcha bitch mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so i really love that whole scene and um just the fact that he learned or he used that um tip that he uh learned from ed and i think that's what he exactly exactly what he means right when he says yeah. oh like i've learned a lot from you and it's like not yeah. really like in terms of his skill set not recognizing yeah. him in terms of like the, just the cleverness but, yeah like he and said instilled upon him yeah, yeah he's just like yeah no i immediately from the beginning like you're told like seed knows what he's going to do right and so and that's to get stabbed yeah in a way that he can win which i think was really cool um, right the very end i'm very glad that um <laughs> well <laughs> when is he is he because he lost the duel he has to leave yeah just his rage yeah was like <laughs> like well, everything is this. so yeah. unnecessary but it's so funny because he's so stressed yeah um and then just the reintroduction of spanish jackie and i can't remember fred armison's character's name uh, at the moment i just but... think of his 19th husband yeah of 19th husband i love that they came back because i remember first watching it and i'm like oh hey yeah back. It wasn't i was just excited about that yeah yeah so um and then just the whole idea that now they're like working with izzy is super interesting so mm-hmm. Fun to see how that all plays out. Yes. Exhilarating. Um, yeah, I personally found the ending to be interesting because I remember when I first watched wondering, okay, like how are Izzy and, and Jackie and 19th husband, Queen Fred Armisen, going to uh, get out of this one, you know? Yeah. What is their plan yeah. for Steed and Ed? 
Um, and I mean, what they come up with really is quite interesting, mm-hmm. um, but you'll have to stick around to find out. Um, though I'm sure most of you have watched this. Already. They're like, we know. They're like, we know what happens. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I did like that. And then, of course, um, I did really love um, that Pete whittled Lucius a new finger. That's love. Yeah. I don't know how. I'm just saying, like, if I ever lose one of these, one of these little hammies, um, <laughs> then uh, Caitlin... Yeah. I'm expecting a finger. I'll do my best. <laughs> <laughs> I cut off my own and just give it to you. I don't know how to whittle. This is the easiest option. This is the best I got. <laughs> that was episode six. Yay. Before we dive in to the next episode, next week, I think it is time for us to rate this ev- this episode on our tier list. What are our tiers, Caitlin? Our tiers are tippy top. I ate all of my house's drywall and the accompanying nails. Made me mentally ill. Affectionate. Neutral like my pH levels, maybe mentally ill, foreboding, and Riverdale Core. Riverdale Core. This is hard because this is definitely one of my favorite episodes, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it made me super feral per se. I don't want to give it a neutral rating though, so I'm going to stick it smack dab in between. Like, in between what? Uh, neutral like my pH levels and made me mentally ill affectionate. Okay, gotcha. Because I, I affectionate, I'm affectionately connected to this episode yeah. i love this episode but it doesn't make me mentally ill per se it just makes me i think i think it, i think in a way um the finger pass off at the end <laughs> um might have cured some of the things that are wrong with me so mm, nice. yeah i like that how about you um i will say that i'm putting this in the it's making me eat my house's drywall and the accompanying nails Ooh. because this is my favorite episode mm-hmm. because it has literally everything i love about this show it's got the crew doing the most silly things ever yeah in the whole fuckery it's got um really tender moments between ed and steed uh really good like just building relationship moments between them right izzy continues to be the most stressed out character i've ever seen in television history which is the joy for me yeah. um it's just it, it's everything to me and it, it's just it's one of the most like what rewatched episodes i think uh-huh. um, as well as the next one is and i'll talk about that more next week uh-huh. but like i think when like when i look at the season as a whole I go to this one because there's so many things I like about it. Like right. the sword scene, the cruise fuckery, uh, just Jim behind the curtain, just hacking up a dummy with a nax. Yeah. <laughs> like they wanted to. That's and hilarious. The maniacal screams that are coming from them. Yeah. So funny. Um, and just, I don't know. It's a really good crew episode. Really good Ed and Steve episode. Mm-hmm. It's a great episode overall for me. So ripped to the drywall in my house and it's accompanying nails because they're starting to get eaten all right well that is it for this week's episode of live by moonlight Woo-hoo. thank you for watching listening tuning in etc etc <laughs> please join us next week when we review episode seven this is happening this is happening Woo-hoo. Whee! bye bye